Hey everybody, Craig Schaub here with the Ohioan Podcast, and this is an Ohioan Weekend Reviews. So this week we're going to do a little bit uh, differently than normal. We're going to have one full segment of multiple reviews, and this week I'm going to be looking at some animated uh, favorites, and then also uh, introducing a newer segment. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the free stuff that's out there that you can stream without having to pay for uh, a subscription of any kind. But first we're going to start with the movie Soul. Now this came out Christmas Day on uh, Disney Plus it is a the latest Pixar uh, event film. Pixar has had a, a great tradition dating back now more than 25 years essentially of great animated filmmaking. Not just beautiful to look at, but also they've had a very great great tradition of, of just great films. And I have to tell you, after watching Soul, I finally watched it now after a few months and I wish I would have watched it even sooner. Um, obviously, it's uh, in the running for best uh, best animated feature at the Academy Awards later this month. But this movie really kind of touched the heartstrings a little bit for me. I don't know if it was something that maybe it just spoke to me, but it uh, tells the story of Joe Gardner, a struggling musician who also happens to teach middle school band. But his dream is to be playing gigs every night. He plays the piano. He wants to try and, and spread his wings and, and do what his dad did and also what he believes he was meant to do. Uh, but on the faithful day that he finally maybe catches his big break, something unique happens to him. And we're thrust into a world where maybe we get a little bit of a vision of the afterlife or at least uh, right before the afterlife. And we follow Joe as he becomes sort of a mentor for personality traits. Uh, in the other world that are getting ready to be sent down to earth and inhabit people uh, around the around the world. You know, much like every movie that, you know, Pixar makes, you know, from WALL-E to Up to Inside Out, it is a gorgeous, well-drawn animated feature. Every scene just looks so beautiful and crisp and clear. I watched it on Disney Plus and it just pops. New York City pops when we're there. The pre-afterlife pops when we're there to see Joe kind of determine where he's going to go. But at the end of the day, the, the one thing that, that really makes this movie, much like many of the other animated films from Pixar work, is it really tells an interesting story. And that kind of goes back to how this film really kind of emotionally hit me in, in that it really tells this interesting story about maybe what we think we're meant to do, maybe what we feel like we're meant to do may not necessarily always be what we end up doing. And Tina Fey provides a supporting cast uh, voice work for Jamie Foxx, who plays the main character, uh, Joe Gardner. Uh, and Tina Fey is sort of the, the lost soul, so to speak, that uh, has gone eons and eons without ever being sent to earth because she doesn't believe she has a purpose on earth until her and Joe end up going back to earth uh, in some funny ways as they uh, try to get Joe connected back to his body with his soul. And Tina Fey does really outstanding work here, uh, much like how Amy Poehler did, one of her friends from Saturday Night Live, what uh, she did with Inside Out, which was one of my favorite films of the last decade. Um, and soul really hits a lot of emotional notes. There are a few things that maybe, you know, you, you kind of wish they would have done a little bit differently, but at the end of the day, it's hard. I'm hard pressed to really find much to, to criticize about a film like this. Pete Docter, um, you know, we, we've seen him before, but as a director, I think the, the thing that, you know, he kind of brings to the table here is 
sort of this understanding of how to tell a story, but also utilize the visuals to tell stories, whether it's facial expressions. You know, you may have seen a lot of his work from directing of Monsters, Inc., Up, Inside Out, and of course, uh, Soul, as well as his latest film. Uh, but I do want to mention, too, that, you know, this is one of the first films that I can think of in the Disney Pixar universe that really tells the story of a person of color, uh, in this case, a black man with Joe Gardner. Um, and, and also to help out, Kemp Powers uh, is a co-director on this. Uh, Doctor uh, also is a co-writer of the screenplay with Mike Jones. But uh, Kemp Powers, you may uh, may know him a, a little bit. He's uh, He wrote One Night in Miami, which was a, a near Oscar contender. He also wrote Star Trek Discovery as well, the TV show on CBS All Access, which of course is now Paramount+. Plus. But, uh, you know, this is a a really well-crafted film. Like I said, there is a lot of, a lot to love here and, and not much to really critique. I am giving four stars for Soul. I do think it is a strong contender for best animated feature, although Wolf Walkers from Apple TV Plus is also considered a favorite in that category later this month at the Academy Awards. But for Soul, it got, it got to me, I have to admit. It really did. And I'm, I'm very interested to see how it does. But uh, at the end of the day, it was a, a, a great film experience for me. And I, I'm so glad that I saw it because it really touched me emotionally and, and really spoke to me, so to speak. And that's a lot of times what the best films do is they speak to you personally. And I feel like that one certainly did. Now, moving along, we stay in the animated uh, field. But this time we're going to a TV series, Central Park, which is uh, currently streaming on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, this was one of their sort of flagship shows that they had come out last year uh, as part of their launch. And it's sort of the, you know, from the creators of the of Bob's Burgers, which is a really funny show on Fox that you can see uh, pretty much every Sunday during the fall. And in this case, Central Park, uh, it's a musical series, a lot more musically inclined than Bob's Burgers even, which obviously incorporates a lot of music. Uh, but at the end of the day, it tells the story of, this family, uh, the caretaker of Central Park and his family living in the uh, on the grounds and then obviously, you know, showing the beauty of New York City and Central Park through animation. But the movie, uh, the show really centers around a uh, sort of a, a mogul billionaire, if whatever you want to call her, uh, Bitsy Brandenham, uh, who's actually played by Stanley Tucci, uh, the great character actor. Um, but uh, he is uh, playing this female, Bitsy Brandenham, who's sort of a socialite billionaire who wants to buy Central Park and essentially turn it into, you know, their own little playground of condos and housing and things like that. So unfortunately for me, as great as some of the humor was, and it did remind me a lot of Bob's Burgers with some of the witty humor and the puns and the music was really, really well crafted and, and sung very well. Unfortunately for me, in this 10-episode run, I don't really feel like we we got any further to a resolution on what was happening because it got to a point where, you know, there was sort of a fight over what would be the fate of Central Park, but we really never got to sort of really understand what was going to eventually happen. Um, you know, obviously, there are some fun moments. Great cast. You know, David Diggs is in this. A great character actor. You can see him uh, right now on Snowpiercer, the TNT series. Uh, Josh Gad, of course, Olaf plays Olaf in the Frozen franchise. Catherine Hahn, a terrific actor, so you can see her 
uh, in uh, WandaVision as well on Disney Plus, as well as many things. Uh, Leslie Odom, who's actually an Oscar nominated actor for his uh, role in One Night in Miami. He's also in this uh, show. Kristen Bell, who lends her voice to uh, the Frozen franchise as well, is in this. And universally a very fun cast. Jokes are fun. Most of them land, I believe. Generally speaking, it's a fun show. But I think just the fact that this show really didn't tie up any loose ends and really not even a loose end, but really a major plot point of what really was going to happen with Central Park um, just kind of made me wonder like, well, why did we go through this 10 episode arc and not really get like a finality, a resolution to everything that was going on? And then I know subsequent seasons, I know they do have second season coming out and maybe even a third at some point here in the near future. But I, I kind of was left wanting a little bit more. And for that, I just can't necessarily quite recommend uh, Central Park. I am giving it two and a half stars. I do think it's probably uh, worth listening to the music and, of course, the you know hearing the great voice cast and uh, the animation as well. But storytelling-wise, this one kind of falls flat for me. And I had a lot of high expectations uh, given the fact that it does have the ties to the Bob's Burgers franchise from Fox, which is extremely funny and maybe one of the most underrated uh, just shows on TV, just consistently funny. Central Park's music is extremely funny. I will I will give them extreme credit for that because they did have a lot of fun songs and jokes, but unfortunately the story just kind of falls flat for me. So once again, two and a half stars there for Central Park. And now we come on to what a new segment uh, we're going to have here. Uh, I'm going to talk, uh, at least uh, try to uh, talk to everybody about free content that's out there. Obviously, I've been talking about programming and movies that have come from content that you have to pay for, whether it's HBO Max or Netflix or Disney Plus or you know Apple TV Plus or Hulu. Well, in this case, there are free options out there. Um, obviously, most people might know by now about uh, Peacock having multiple streaming tiers, whether it's from uh, their free premium, their free service, which will give you uh, a lot of good content, maybe about two thirds or so of the programming on Peacock, you can actually watch for free. Although when you're talking about series like The Office or Parks and Recreation, or even Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you do have to have a subscription service, uh, which they do have a advertising service paid subscriber fee of about $5.99 or $4.99. And then they have a $9.99 service, which is ad free uh, for movies and TV shows. So um, Peacock does offer a lot of free stuff and actually does have some interesting stuff on there. Um, but other, other ones that maybe some people might not have heard about or known about, and we'll talk about one of them tonight, which is IMDB TV. Um, we have Tubi, Pluto TV, Vudu, Crackle, Roku TV, and Zumo. Uh, those are just some of the services where you can find free content. Now, obviously, when you're talking about free content, you're talking about advertising supporting. So you're not going to get commercial free experiences. And some for some people, it may be a little bit more of a, of a hindrance for you to want to watch a movie knowing that you have to pay for, or, you know, you have to kind of wait, you know, waste your time on commercials. But at the end of the day, if you're looking for something to cut cord, you know, cut the cord, but also give yourself something to stream. I would say these are more than suitable replacements if you can't afford Netflix or HBO Max or, you know, the Disney Plus bundle. Uh, but uh, tonight I'm going to actually look at uh, the movie Moneyball. Now, most people might not have, uh, you know, might not remember this unless you're a sports fan. Um, this movie tells the story of the Oakland Athletics, a team that was, uh, 
sort of on the cusp of becoming a championship level team, but unfortunately their their good players end up becoming free agents and signing with the Yankees and the Red Sox and teams that have plenty of money to spend. And this 2011 film directed by Bennett Miller and starring Brad Pitt as Billy Bean, the Oakland A's general manager who is tasked with putting together a club that can try to compete for championships with very, very little money uh, to spend on ball players. Uh, this is a, a just a great kind of behind the scenes look at how this you know story came together. It's, this is a true story, not that some things aren't fictionalized, but the writing from Steve Zalian and Aaron Sorkin is just spot on. You can tell that these people know baseball or at least did their research to understand the game of baseball and how it works. And a lot of this movie is is more than just about what's on the field. It's what's off the field. Obviously, Brad Pitt uh, is going through uh, sort of troubles with his you know off the field uh, life, you know, struggling to see his daughter because of a divorce and, you know, just trying to understand how he can win at sort of an unfair advantage, which essentially this is what this is, you know, where you're not spending as much money as teams like the New York Yankees or the Boston Red Sox or other larger market ball clubs that can just go and spend as much money as they'd like. Uh, Six-time Oscar-nominated film, including Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill. This was his first Oscar nomination in a supporting role, um, which uh, well-deserved. He played a uh, fictional a character called Peter Brand. They didn't want to. They they couldn't use the the real uh, person for this book. You know the book that turned into the film. So uh, Jonah Hill played a fictional character of a real based off of a real person. Uh, but uh, obviously the adapted screenplay from Zalian and Sorkin did get a nomination. Unfortunately, it did not take any uh, uh, anything home. Uh, and I, I will say that one snub you could maybe argue that Bennett Miller could have been. Uh, someone that maybe sneaks into that best director category, but unfortunately he did not. But this movie just tells the story of Brad Pitt's wheeling and dealing as a general manager in Major League Baseball, trying his best to put together a club that not only can win, but can win in the playoffs. And after coming up so, so, you know, coming so close and over the years, Oakland has had those kinds of runs where they're a small market team. They don't have a big payroll and they've had very successful seasons and this movie not only does it, you know, dick, you know, kind of talk a little bit and show the behind the scenes world as of a general manager running a struggling franchise that just doesn't have any money, but it also talk, you know, get delves into the dynamics between uh, Brad Pitt's character of Billy Bean and Philip Seymour Hoffman as Art Howe, the manager of Oakland, who really wanted to play his guys as opposed to the guys that Billy Bean had signed or traded for that he had sort of envisioned as his team on the field. And you see the dynamics between the general manager and the manager going at it. And in a couple of fun scenes, we see Brad Pitt's uh, Billy Bean character trade away some of the guys so he could get certain players to start playing. Uh, this also, uh, this movie also does star sort of a younger unknown Chris Pratt uh, in one of his, uh, you know, more of a breakout role and getting to that well-known status um, also stars Robin Wright, who's always always gives fine work. She plays the uh, estranged ex-wife of Billy Bean. But for me, this is a movie that it's probably one of the best sports movies that we've seen. I would say at least in the last thirty years or so. It uh, it's not always easy for baseball to translate, especially in a drama setting. We you know we've seen movies like Major League or Little Big League that have succeeded as comedies or just farces of the sport. 
But in this case, you know, Bennett Miller, who also directed Foxcatcher about uh, John DuPont, the wrestling uh, U.S. United States wrestling uh, supporter and coach who um, actually killed one of his wrestlers. Uh, you know, Bennett Miller just has a very deft touch at taking this drama and turning it into something that you care about, whether you care about baseball or don't. I think you can kind of come away from this, you know, understanding the game a little bit better, but then realizing that it's not so different than everyday life. So uh, for me, four stars uh, for Moneyball as I look back. And once again, you can stream Moneyball on IMDb, Internet Movie Database TV. Uh, it is, of course, ad supported, but uh, very rare do you see a great film like this on a free streaming service. So I definitely suggest everybody check that out. And of course, it's baseball season. So why not maybe uh, check that out as well as we uh, kind of get into the uh, early days of the season here. But uh, I've been this is Craig Schaup and this is an Ohioan pod from the Ohioan podcast. And this is an Ohioan weekend review. Take care and go out to the movies. <laughs>